0: Welcome to the Think Yourself Healthy podcast, where we challenge you to think differently about your approach to health and wellness. My name is Heather Duranja, and I'm excited to be here with you to take you on the journey from surviving to thriving. Everybody, on today's episode of Think Yourself Healthy, I have two very special guests. I might be biased because they are my daughters, but they are the most beautiful, amazing young women, and I am excited to have a conversation with them today. This is the first Mother's Day that we are getting the opportunity to spend together in a little bit, um, I guess, probably over five years. Yeah, so for those of you that are listening and don't know, we'll kind of share the story of what brought us to this uh, to this point in our lives, but I thought it would be a fun change of pace to bring them on the podcast in honor of Mother's Day and kind of talk about our journey and what we've been through. It definitely has not been caviar dreams and champagne wishes, but we are turning into that, and so um, here we go. I'd like to introduce you to Hannah and Alyssa Duranja.
1: So ladies, go ahead and introduce yourselves. My name is Alyssa Duranja. As she just said, I am 20 years old and I recently just moved out to California, um, August of 2020. And when we're recording this, it is May of 2021. So I've only been out here for... You know, less than a year, but I'm so excited. It's a new journey for my mom and I and my sister. And yeah, that's a little bit about me.
2: I am Hannah. I am 25 and I have been out here for about five years now, um, coming up this July. So yeah. Yes. So, in honors of Mother's Day, in honor of
0: Mother's Day, I woke up this morning with serious cramping. I guess God wanted to remind me of what it felt like to be in child labor almost 25 years ago when I had Hannah, which is just insane to me to think that she's going to be turning 25 just in a couple
2: of weeks. Did I say I was 25? You're what, No, I said twenty-four. Did I say twenty-five? Well, you're going to
0: be twenty-five. So 25. I'm like exactly already projecting. twenty-five She's in my 25 mind. In a
2: month. I'm twenty-four. <laughs> okay, and not there yet. Almost halfway to fifty. Why TV. twenty-five? You can run a car. Yeah
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um,
0: it's honestly, it's really crazy to me to believe that I have been a mother for as long as I have. It's honestly been the best blessing, the the most. Amazing thing that ever happened to me when I got pregnant with Hannah. I was so Desperate to have a little girl I remember sitting there and praying to God to give me a girl because I had so many brothers that I helped to raise And the thought of having another little boy was just absolutely Terrifying, terrifying. <laughs> it, it legit was terrifying. I wanted a princess I wanted I wanted girls huh. I never imagined that I would have had two girls. So when Alyssa came along, um, I had been told that I was gonna be having a boy. And so we were prepared to bring a little boy home. And then with Alyssa, we had quite the um, surprise after surprise in terms of her birth. And she ended up coming emergency cesarean and she was a girl. So I feel so blessed to be the mother of these two beautiful young ladies, and I could not be more proud of them and where they're at today. Um, I love you. We haven't had an easy journey and Alyssa and I specifically, we've definitely had um, a little bit more of a challenging road. And that's something mm-hmm. that I kind of want to share with you guys today because mothers tend to be really hard on themselves and um,
1: yeah.
0: And I wanna share our story with the mothers and daughters out there that are listening. Um, And maybe our story will help someone else um, either forgive themselves or forgive others. And so one of the first questions I want to chat with you girls about is, you know, when I was making the decision to get divorced a little over 10 years ago, I was really scared. I was very frightened. I was worried about how it was going to impact you and you know what you guys would think of me for this choice. I think that a lot of mothers out there stay in unhealthy relationships because they're fearful of how it's going to impact their children. And so I'm curious to hear from your guys' perspective, you know, how this did impact you, and I wanna hear the good, the bad, uh, or the bad and the good. You know, I just want your personal experience from, from that, from that moment and that decision that was made.
1: You want to go first? Yeah, I can go first. So I guess when I, when you and dad split, I was nine years old. I was like eight, eight to nine years old. So I was a little bit younger and I think it kind of was a benefit about, you know, being at that age because I was still, I was, yes, I had memories of like, you know, all of us as a family, but doesn't mean that my memories were always good. Like I remember the bad memories and I do remember, you know, how traumatic it was for you specifically mom. And it was confusing for me because I couldn't, you know, wrap my mind around, you know, why things were so bad and I knew like between you and dad you guys were trying to protect us but at the same time it definitely felt like you know me and Hannah were caught in the middle absolutely yeah Hannah and I were definitely caught in the middle of the situation and I can't say like you know at that time I was feeling you know proud of you for leaving or feeling mad you know it was just confusing like Mm -hmm. I I was young and I wasn't old enough to really rationalize like oh dad hurt mom or mom and dad just couldn't figure the problems out so it was just a confusing time I had with schools my whole life completely changed but Mm -hmm. I don't you know harbor any negative feelings towards the divorce I think that it created Hannah and I to be the people we are today. And it overcame so many, you know, we overcame so many um, challenges at such an early age that it only made us stronger. And, you know, our story is a little bit different. My mom and I, our story is a little bit different because I was kind of dealt, like I had to choose who I wanted to live with at yeah. a certain point, And I knew it was going to hurt one or the other. But at the end of the day, I chose, you know, The decision that I think was the best for myself rather you know you couldn't understand it at the time and I couldn't understand why you were choosing to you know move and we'll get all into that but um as I got older and matured I definitely got more compassionate towards the situation and understood but I know for Hannah it was a lot different like her side of the story was very different so So, are you done yeah No. okay Mm -hmm. So when they
2: got divorced, I was in eighth grade going into my freshman year. So my whole life growing up, I had this picture perfect family and I remember all the good things. Obviously there were bad, there were little bad memories in there mm-hmm. as well, but like I, it's, it's what happens in a marriage and a relationship. Like you have your ups and downs and I get that. So, um, when they got divorced, I, it really messed me up. It was hard at first. And because I was kind of mom's little sidekick, and <laughs> I was her little detective, and we we have some interesting memories with the actual divorce and all that, and it was hard. But um, I'm not going to get too much into it. But like looking back now, like I would not change anything at all because it's it really helped shape me into who I am, and now I'm a badass bitch, and I know not what not to um, put up with, and. Um, I don't know. I feel like it was really hard because I was going into high school. But at the same time, I was like, Oh, yeah, they're dealing with that. So they're not going to pay much attention yeah. to me and what I'm doing. So I was in a super toxic relationship. And I was out doing things I shouldn't be doing and hanging around the wrong people. But hey, I was having fun. You know, like I had a good time. And um, I learned a lot from those years of my life. And I feel like it really it really benefited me in the best way possible like i was really bitter at first and i was like what do you mean like we had the perfect life like i was just in such denial that i don't want to say the wrong things i was just in such denial with what i was told and what i heard and like seeing different sides of both of my parents and it was a shock so um yeah it was it was tough but um made me made me really strong so i wouldn't change it for the world because now my dad's happy my mom's happy and if they didn't separate, we, I wouldn't be here in California today. I wouldn't be working where I work. I wouldn't have the car Mm -hmm. that I have. Like I wouldn't have the friends that I have. So, um, have grown into the Brazilian woman. Exactly. So, you know, I am thankful for that rough patch in my life. You know, I feel like I experienced things, went through hardships before, like any of my friends, like I saw things that other people didn't see. And I feel like it really, I don't know.
1: Yeah. And to kind of bounce off of that, I mean, for me, it definitely made me grow up a little bit quicker. Mm -hmm. So I was more independent. I was home alone at night, you know, at 10, 11 years old and Hannah was out with her friends. So I was at grandma's house just doing whatever I wanted to, you know, Mm -hmm. that caused me to go on YouTube and surf the internet, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I will say that's something that I think a lot of kid, children of divorce, they have, to, they're forced to grow up, mm-hmm. and they're forced to deal with situations that, you know, I think most children shouldn't have to. So I do think if there's one thing that we can share today is maybe to protect your children and their their um, innocence and letting them be kids and putting, you know, your hard feelings aside and mm-hmm. putting the children first. Because mm-hmm. I remember hearing over and over again you and Hannah are a top priority, you and Hannah are a top priority, but it never felt like it because we had mom, you know, who was telling us about dad and dad telling us about mom. And so it was exhausting and it was, you know, mentally hard for a 10 year old and a 14, 15 year old girl who's going through puberty to rationalize, you know, why are they saying these things? Like, is this the truth? And it wasn't the truth. That was their truth, but it doesn't mean it was our truth. And so, you know, that's something I had to overcome and it definitely made me mature you know but you know missing out on a lot of events and I felt like you know an outsider because I was a new girl at my school and my parents were going through a nasty divorce and I always felt like the parents of my friends would kind of check in on me yeah. and that always made me feel weird like oh am I the outsider am I the weird kid because my parents you know, Divorce is public and kids know that I'm going through something different than they are. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think that well,
0: one thing I want to say is that unfortunately for us, we did not have an amicable divorce. And so it was a very, very toxic situation. And there it was one of those incidences where we couldn't all be in the same room and share moments together and and go to a recital or go to a school performance and Be some sort of unity of a family. There was a lot of, you know, emotions that were involved and a lot of hard feelings that made it very difficult for us to even be in the same room. And ironically enough, we just (laughs) Celebrated a little over 10 years of divorce, and I think just a couple of weekends ago was the first time the four of us had been together in the same room, just the four of us, since since before the divorce, which um, is kind of mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. But we've all grown in many ways, um, but there is something that I do want to share that, that I know um, for myself and probably many other mothers or father's face when they go through divorce um especially when it's a divorce that you know isn't amicable there's a lot of heartache that was involved for me i never imagined that i would have been divorced so that you know when i took that vow it was till death do us part you know i i was raised catholic and so this was something that i took seriously i knew that our relationship had a lot of flaws but um those were things that I had been taught you were supposed to just muscle through and, and deal with it. And um, in 2009, I lost my father. And after the loss of my father, that really made me rethink a lot of things in my life and what I was experiencing and also the potentials of what my girls would experience. And I wanted to try to change the trajectory of that potential pain and suffering that was coming. But what I didn't realize is that when I made the decision to get divorced, it was a very challenging time. I was going to school and we had to move in with my parents and So not only did the girls have all of the confusion of, you know, split up parents and and having two different sides, but then they also had a whole nother set of parents that came into the picture in terms of my my parents, my my brothers, they had a lot of people who were telling them what Mm. to do and how to act and how to be. And for myself at that time, I emotionally shut down, I was so overwhelmed, I was so overstressed, I was just literally in a state of shock for a while. And I know that I was going through the motions of life. But like um, Alyssa had mentioned earlier, I really wasn't present. And when I think back to those times, and I was so caught in my shit, I was I was so victim. I was so hurt. I was so confused. I was scared. I was scared to death. I didn't know how I was going to do life on my own. I didn't know where I went from there. I knew I couldn't live in the basement of my parents for the rest of my life and, and raise the girls in, in their basement. And it was just a really, really challenging Depressing time. And um, unfortunately, because of that, I went through the motions, but there were many, many nights, days, weeks, months that we just checked boxes and we didn't really connect and it really impacted my relationship with the girls with everyone around me. Um, In a lot of negative ways, people couldn't understand what I was going through, I didn't understand what I was going through. And I really just leaned into being the victim and feeling sorry for myself and allowing fear to to really stranglehold me in terms of being able to step up to the plate and realize that I was the co-creator of my life and that I got to choose how I showed up for my girls and for my family and for myself. And that took a long time for me to figure out. And unfortunately, it led me to entering into other unhealthy relationships that the girls had to be exposed Mm to
2: (laughs) man they're great stories though we we have have some some, good stories good stories Mm
0: -hmm. yeah definitely some good stories but um, it's all been a lot of lessons a lot of lessons that Mm -hmm. we've all learned from Um, I am so grateful to be blessed with these two girls they have been Mm -hmm. my rocks they have been my everything, my drive for wanting to heal myself, to become a better person, to learn to trust myself, follow my intuition and take risks. And despite all of the noise and the programs that were going on around us, I decided that we were gonna do things differently and we weren't going to just play out the old, the old scenario of, of life. And we were gonna do it on our terms with this unique opportunity that had been presented. And as Lisa mentioned, um, we, after our divorce, we went through a really nasty custody, deba- a custody battle, um, like two years after we had been divorced, a custody battle got initiated. And that was a really, really challenging time. And, and that got drawn out, um, you know, to, gosh, at least two years. And one of the things that, you know, I kind of want to talk about is that I operated a lot out of fear going through these court processes and, and fearing the loss of custody of my girls. Um, and that caused me to change the way that I parented. I had always been kind of the the stable disciplinary um, person in the family and was very consistent with the way that I had raised them and disciplined them and encouraged them. And when I was faced with this custody battle, I was scared to
2: death they were going to pick their dad. I was no. absolutely frightened. Oh, I was. You, but Hannah was that was a part of my life. Like honestly, going through the custody, I like blurred that out. I don't really remember it because I held so much resentment towards my dad. I knew. And
1: Hannah, I was always
2: a mama's girl. Like I've always been so close to my mom. I knew that
1: you were also 17 once yes, that, that yeah. And I was
2: like, I'm gonna do what I want. So
1: you didn't fall into really like you were at that age where with courts it didn't matter what you chose yeah. because you were considered an adult yeah. at that point. So yes, they yeah. didn't they didn't fight really custody over you. It was just your decision.
2: Mm, yeah.
1: Whereas me, it was I was going and meeting with lawyers. I was going and sitting in the courtroom talking to you know, um, a yeah, representative, I yeah, a guardian, a guard, yeah, a guardian representative who was sitting here and like asking me hard questions. And it was hard because at that time, both sides, I felt like we're trying to brainwash. <laughs> and they were that, sorry, but that was the whole divorce. Yeah. And so, um, I didn't have a stable life at right at that point because my mom was with a guy in a relationship with a guy that I despised. I mean, I have had an intuition ever since I was younger and he was one that red flags came up and I just didn't feel safe with him. And then she didn't, you know, she wasn't in a mental or emotional space to really understand what I was going through because she thought she was making the right decision because in her eyes, we had a house, you know, we were, he had money, which was security. so. know things were okay but then in my dad's eyes he was still in you know he was um he was still drinking at the time which I don't know if we've mentioned but my dad was our dad was an alcoholic and he was drinking so I don't think he was thinking rationally ever and he was still kind of going through the motions but when we would get around dad he would pretend like everything's fine So it was hard because, you know, you're around one parent who you can clearly see that this is, you know, taking a toll on them, which was my mom and then my dad, I knew he was up to no good, but he would cover it up, you know? And so I was stuck with the decision of, okay, who do I want to live with? Who's going to provide me more security? And I think that, you know, it was, it was really hard for me to go through that. And at that point, Hannah was kind of checked out. She was in a relationship, so I couldn't really. Super toxic. Yeah, mm-hmm. Hannah was in a super toxic. We were all
0: doing a lot of trauma bonding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of trauma bonding, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm so glad that we are to the place that we are now today. And and we've recognized those patterns that we were playing out from, from our circumstances and we've had the courage to be able to challenge them and show up for ourselves and put our best foot forward to try and become and evolve into better people all the while still trying to strengthen our relationships and be, be there for each other in ways that we couldn't be earlier on. And so I know as a mother, um, you know, I harbored a lot of shame and guilt towards myself for decisions that I've made with the divorce, with relationships that came after the divorce, with uh, having to give custody of Alyssa up to her father. That was honestly one of the hardest decisions that I ever made. And. After that choice, I decided that I was going to move to California so that I could at least get Hannah into a healthier environment and try and give herself and myself a new opportunity at creating a life of our dreams and it wasn't easy. Yeah. We just celebrated our fifth year of being here. Her for fifth year,
2: not mine. Well, not mine. Sure. Well, you came, you came out here with me. And I came up. out for the first time and what a time it was. <laughs> was that, that was when we drove, right? Yes. And we got chased through the whole entire state of Utah. Yeah, by, by some a psycho. psycho. Absolutely. That was the most memorable and fun road trip I've ever been on just chugging Red Bulls, just having a great time. <laughs> what, were they Red Bulls or were they monsters at that they time? Were, oh, they, they were, white white were monsters. monsters. Oh, yeah, I was gonna monsters. say they, they
0: were was, white monsters and Hannah and I drove 27 hours straight. We went we, straight. We were straight supposed through. to stay overnight in Chicago and um, we had planned to stay with Taylor's parents, or not I'm Chicago, like, but Colorado, my bad. bad. I'm like, wait. Colorado we were supposed to stay the night in Colorado with Taylor's parents and they were living in Colorado at that time and Hannah and I was chugging through Colorado we were like let's keep going at about four o'clock we We were like let's just keep going we had no idea that when the sun went down what we would be entering into yeah in Utah it was pretty scary oh my gosh we so for those of you listening we had a psychopath literally
2: chase us um for what, four or five hours? Yeah, and the scariest thing was it's middle of the night. There are no street lights anywhere. There's the no sign of anyone else, like anywhere near. No gas stations. No cars on the highway. Like nothing.
1: I think they and were trying to sex traffic. They was. were
2: trying to run us off the he road. He was trying to run them. us off the road. He so was, he, a was he was in a minivan, and I noticed mm-hmm. he gets, he, plates. Yeah, he gets up on our ass, and his hazards are on, and so. I think it was like a two lane. Yeah, it was, we
0: were on one lane. So it was one lane each side and there was a concrete median in the middle. And so we had nowhere to go. It was either the side of the cliff or hit
2: the median. But then it got to two lanes. And what he would do was he would get over, like get from behind us, speed up, try and cut us off. Mm -hmm. And then he would just slam. If he couldn't get cut us off, he'd slam on his brakes and then just ride our ass again. And he was like, wasn't he like honking? He was like honking. He was flashing his lights.
0: Uh, We couldn't couldn't call 911 because we had no cell service. It was like two o'clock in the morning through, gosh. Well, I guess it started probably around one o'clock in the morning. And then Mm -hmm. it lasted until six in the morning when
2: we pulled into Nevada. We got rid of him. And then we're like, let's go get some gas and some food. We got rid of him. I think we're safe. There's people around. We pull up. My mom goes inside. And I see the van and I, I think they called you or you, you came back. I outside. came back to the car and I was like, mom, that's him. Like, that's the guy. So we go inside and this man has jeans on. He's got like those long white socks with his jeans tucked in his socks.
1: Like a total creeper. He was, yeah, older. He was older. He was like
0: in his late fifties, early sixties. He was obviously ex-military and I waited for him outside the male's restroom. This the best part the entire, the entire gas station was loaded with like 50 people in there. And I waited for him to come out of the, the restroom. And I just jumped in his face and started screaming and yelling at him. I remember
2: what you said. <laughs> yeah, <like> I, <laughs> I remember <laughs> you're like, you sick motherfucker. I was like, you're getting off on this, aren't you? You were like, what is your problem? Blah, blah, blah. All this man says, Bitch, bitch, I work for the FBI. (laughs) And we were like, what? Like, we were just like so dumbfounded. We were like, that's what you have to say. Right. And then we called 911, tried to report him. He got on
0: the highway, and and who knows what became of that man. But seriously, weird. I remember when we were making that trip and you're hearing all of the horror stories about women driving we like, by themselves this is through, some through the my night. This is some you know, my, my, my dad was a over the road truck driver. So naturally he was very fearful of Hannah and I making this trip and wanted to make sure we wouldn't be driving through the night. And so I was like, we can't tell anyone. <laughs> we, we gotta keep this a secret. We can't tell anyone. And then uh, eventually we ended up sharing. So well, here we are on a podcast. <laughs> But yeah, that was a really scary time. I remember we were like shaking. Yeah. Like, it was adrenaline for hours and hours and hours. It was very, very scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we've definitely had some experiences, haven't we, ladies?
2: I was <laughs> just thinking of that trip. Like that was so much fun. Yeah, you know, we did your one girlfriend. Is that yeah. the time we went up to LA? Yeah. Yeah. Got roofed. I don't know what all I can say. Someone here, got roofied so. and had to carry her carry up three flights of stairs. And...
0: <laughs> we went to go see my favorite comedian, um, uh, Eliza. Eliza, yeah. I had been absolutely obsessed with Eliza and I was all excited because I was having an opportunity to meet her. And then I met her and I was like, ugh you know how when you meet that person that you've idolized your whole life and you have this idea of who you think they are and then you meet them and yes. you're like oh my gosh that was so disappointing like you're a bitch yeah she was a bitch we were like mm, i remember that i can't believe we drove all this way <laughs> just, just yeah yeah those were good that times. was a good night though it was good it was good <laughs> yes So anyway, ladies, is there anything that you guys want to share about the last 10 years of your life that you think could maybe inspire someone who has been in similar circumstances or is going through something similar to this, or maybe a mother out there or a father out there who is in an unhealthy relationship and is contemplating getting divorced and really scared
2: to do so because they're worried about how it's going to impact their children? my advice is do what's best for you because at the end of the day, it's going to be what's best for everybody. Like your kids, like, like I said, it was hard at first, but I would not change it for the Mm -hmm. world. Like I'm so happy with where I am today and who I've become throughout that process. And my mom is happy. And that is all that matters. My dad is happy and you know, you really got to do what's best for you and your kids will eventually understand.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah I mean for me like we didn't really get into it but as my mom said like I chose to stay with my dad and um at that time I knew that was kind of the best for me I had moved every year of my life um switching schools and
0: from the time of the divorce from the time
1: of the divorce so I literally every year I was bouncing back between schools and um it's you know it was hard, but I also didn't want to move across the country when I was 14 years old, transitioning into a teenager. And I just wanted to save a stable life and you know there was it was hard because I was losing my sister and my mom who you know Hannah was my best friend at that time. Like you still are I was still am. I was young, which <laughs> I don't know if i should say this but i was like what 14 13 years old partying with my sister's friends getting into the bars at main street and <laughs> what yeah yeah it was we definitely lived a time and you know when at the after that you know seeing hannah move and my mom move i do not hold any hard feelings it was it was hard because I was upset with my mom like why do you want to move so far away from me and um we we definitely had a bumpy road and bottom line was is i was too young to understand the decision she made was for you know the long run and not just in the moment whereas like i can only think so short term and everything for me was always short-term because if one parent said something, I would run to the other parent. So I always kind of got away with like running. Oh, I to playing all sided too. Yeah. Mom yeah. told me, no, I'm like, cool. I'm going to dad's yeah. house. And dad says, no, I'm
2: going to my boyfriend. So I always
1: was like, you know, I felt like I got away with a lot and there was no parental vision over me. Like I had freedom pure freedom. So since I was like 13 years old, I feel like I've been living at like a 20 year old like,
2: well, yeah, you were well, you and for me,
1: my and, for me,
0: that was a very frustrating time as well, because I was going to school, well, I was getting a master's, I was working full time and having to bartend nights and weekends to try and make ends meet. And so it made it very challenging to try and be a disciplinary
1: parent. And not only that, I didn't have respect for you. And I think that's something that a lot of young teenage girls with their mother, you know, it's a common thing is, you know, you get to this age where you don't res- you don't want to respect your mom. And I just felt, you know, like I could get away with anything. So when my mom did try to be a mom, I would just shut her down really quick. And, you know, that's something I've had to overcome. And I went and saw a therapist for many years of my life because I was, I was manipulative. I would manipulate both of my parents if I didn't get what I want. Like we, I would go to the other one and then, you know, that's something. Play each side against Yeah, I played each, I played, each, I played mm-hmm. each side, but that's also what I was taught to do, you know? And so that's why I think it's so important that if you do have a kid or children, or, you know, if you are a children of divorced parents, it's okay to go and get therapy. It's okay to speak about, you know, maybe your wrongdoings in the part, because I know for me and my mom, it was our way of really overcoming our hardships and creating a motherly daughter bond because I, I didn't allow her to. And I just, you know, was very, um, I don't want to say emotionally, I wasn't emotionally closed off, but I was stubborn and didn't want to hear it because I already been living this life and I thought I was just on top of the world. I was just this grown up, you know? And reality is, is I'm, I just turned 20. I still need my mom, you know? And so it's okay to go through hardships, but as long as you overcome them and heal and learn, and then you understand and be compassionate towards the person you were dealing with, in this case, it was my mom then everything's gonna be okay. Like you just have to be the person that wants to choose better for themselves. So like Hannah said, do what's gonna be best for you. You know?
0: So I do have one thing I wanna mention. We have a little celebration. We have broken the family history of teenage
2: pregnancy officially. (laughs) Alyssa turned 20 and I am not a grandma. (laughs) Hannah
0: will be 25, still not a grandma. So we have...
2: (sighs) broken You're that funny. historical yeah.
0: pattern. My mother was 17. I was 19 when I had Hannah. And so um, it's exciting to see those generational uh, <laughs> bonds being yeah. broke and in history, not repeating itself. Yeah. However, I think that it's taken us to do a lot of things outside of the box and going against the grain of what, um, you know, we had been taught and encouraged to do you know when I said I wanted to move to California everyone was like are you fucking crazy like Mm -hmm. why would you want to do that you want to leave a state that's affordable and move to the most expensive state in the United States and I was like yep yep Mm -hmm. I sure do yep yep so Anything is possible. If you allow yourself to, you know, follow your heart and believe in yourself. Most importantly, you can, you can achieve anything that you want. So I'm curious, where do you guys think we would be if things hadn't gone the way they did and we stayed in that situation? For me,
2: pregnant, married or dead. Or, or in jail, yeah. Or, or in jail, jail. like yeah, jail. I was. I would say in jail. I was, yeah, Thank you so much. <laughs> well,
0: towards the end, I mean, the cops were at our house, yeah. like literally weekly.
1: So let's go um, back. So Hannah would probably have been in jail. We would think, and at that time, we were mean girls. I would say. I was just
2: a drug addict I was just trying to numb pain I was trying to run away from my feelings and my problems and I would avoid my family I would avoid
0: any anything I saw the writing on the wall I knew what needed to be done I was very scared and I'm so proud of you for having the courage to to trust me yeah honestly
2: moving to California is the best thing that ever happened to me Change is good, mm-hmm. change is growth. Don't be afraid of change. If you want something bad enough, you will work your ass off to make it happen. Don't don't self-doubt, don't self-sabotage. Like just go get what you want, go do it. If you feel fear, embrace the fear,
0: mm-hmm. fight through it. Know that you're stronger than you're giving yourself credit for. Know that you don't need the support of others that as long as you know in your heart what is best for you, I think that is the, the most important lesson that we all learned. I know for myself, I kept running away from believing that I could truly take care of myself and the girls and that I could do it on my own and that I was strong enough um, and then forcing myself into a situation where I had no other choice was honestly the best thing that happened because it showed me how strong I actually was and what we were capable of achieving. And, you know, we truly are so blessed. We are so fortunate, so blessed. I'm the luckiest mother in the world to have such an amazing relationship with both of these girls. Um, I feel that we share a special bond as mother and daughters that a lot of mother and daughters don't have and i am very grateful for that i know that many judged me for some of my practices (laughs) um i was very very i had a very strong belief in being honest with my girls Mm -hmm. i never wanted to lie and deceive them because that is something that I had experienced myself and did not want because it it really created a lot of trust issues for me. And no matter how challenging it was, I, I wanted to be able to be honest with the girls and We've definitely had a lot of honest conversations that have unfortunately caused them to have to grow up, you know, and and see things and hear things that a lot of children shouldn't. But um, through those difficult, challenging moments, we've learned things about ourselves. Mm -hmm. We've learned things about each other, but most importantly, we've learned how to communicate. We've Mm -hmm. learned how to express our voices, share things. Um, I was an emotionally shut down person for a very, very long time. I didn't know how to express my feelings. I didn't know how to express the pain and, and everything that I was going through. I I literally just lived my life in fear. And through that fear, I knew that if I didn't choose to do something differently than the trajectory of our lives were not looking very promising and i did not want that for us i wanted us to be able to step up and live our best lives and
2: here, here we are yeah we are so i just want to you know tell you
0: ladies how proud i am of you you mean the world to me i could not be more honored to call you both my daughters you have so many gifts and so much so much to offer the world and it just makes me so proud every day to watch you living your best lives and basing your your moments of darkness not yeah. basing your yes. moments of darkness and, and learning how to shine your light and navigate your ways through that and i'm very proud of you and i look I forward know. to seeing where you know the rest of the journey continues for both of you yeah. i know that many amazing things are, are in your future and you guys are both living your purpose and and speaking your truth. And it's just beautiful
1: to see. We wouldn't be able to without you though. So thank you for being such a supportive and a loving mother. I mean, you have taught us so many valuable things that we're going to be able to share with our children and even friends and Mm -hmm. I think you being strong and choosing you know better and choosing to be okay with you know Owning up to mistakes because that's the whole bottom line is mm-hmm. you've always owned up to your wrongdoings and and it's been a lesson. Mm-hmm. And it saved me and Hannah lots of lessons. Mm-hmm. And so we wouldn't be half of the woman yeah, half of the woman we are today without you. So yes. thank you for being such a strong motherly figure in our life and we love you dearly. We love you. Mm-hmm. I couldn't ask for a better Mother's Day. I feel so blessed mm-hmm. to be able to yeah. have
0: this honest heart to heart Mm -hmm. conversation with both of you and to be able to share our story with others and hopefully someone listening will maybe choose to forgive themselves or choose to forgive someone else through our courage and um, you know you can reach out to us if you have any questions or need some support. So I'm curious Alyssa, what is your favorite thing about Hannah?
1: Oh God, Oh, there's so many things. probably Hannah's just overall energy I mean we stop that's what it is it it. is because I can't do like you know it's one thing it's your energy energy, it's untouchable it's yes the energy she brings into the room is unstoppable no matter where Hannah
0: goes her presence is known
1: (laughs) (laughs) but the the cool thing is, is she always me because I've always been, I think, the more shyer sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not and, anymore. Yeah, and so having <laughs> Hannah be like, uh uh-uh, uh, this is not what we're gonna do. What we're gonna do is be bold and we're gonna speak our truth and we're gonna make our presence known. Mm-hmm. Is That's, pro- yeah, you know, it's probably my favorite thing. And Hannah, what is everything
2: her? about this girl, <laughs> this girl is my pride and joy. I feel like I birthed her myself. <laughs> I love her more than anything. I would take a bullet for you. Um you, I have to say the same about about you, but your sense of humor, I really shake Thank you. you. It's a funny little thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you always know how to put a smile on my Aww. face. I love the crackhead energy. It's just, you are one of a kind. Aww. You are one of one, baby. Thank you. I love you more Rare. than anything. Rare. So I
0: <laughs> want to ask people both share, Alyssa, share one of your favorite mommy
2: memories <laughs> from when you were little.
1: Um. Oh okay. There's a, I, yeah. Hey, first,
2: okay. All the times, either in the Charger or the Sonata, I'm jamming either start. Black Eyed Peas, Macy Gray, mm-hmm. Far East Movement. Um, I'm Shakira. trying to Shakira, Shakira Christina Aguilera. Shakira, Aguilera. Christina I can keep Aguilera. going. Yeah. The concerts we had in the car were so much fun. Anywhere we went, we always had so much fun together. Yeah. Like,
1: I think my favorite is going in the basement and going through mom's shoes and having her reorganize them as like as soon as you touch them i mean my mom has the uh, i don't i don't want to call it ocd but you know oh, i used to i used to was... have ocd really bad and in one of my most
0: challenging moments as a mother with alyssa specifically <laughs> when hannah was a little the... baby she came out and she was just pristine like yeah. This child, if she got a speck of water and <laughs> dirt on her, she was freaking out. I always had to carry at least six outfits with me everywhere we went so that in the event something happened, Hannah had a fresh outfit change. And then I had Alyssa come along who was filthy. Yeah, it like just- wasn't safe. Filthy. she oh my God, God. She, she she, rough around that. She, <laughs> yeah, she was filthy. She could have that child. She loved to just be dirty all the time. And I Don't had I'm OCD sorry. back then. I believe, you know, one of one of my issues
1: Everything always had to be you. perfect, I literally vacuum you. lines in
0: the carpet, <laughs> Yes. but specifically when it came to laundry, I would really be excessive about the yeah. laundry and I would fold everything perfectly and color you. code Nate and, and arrange it by length. And I would go into Alyssa's room and I would put the things in her drawer and hang them up in her closet. And before my back was turned and I was out of the room, she was already just <laughs> pulling things out of the drawers, ripping the things off of the It uh, was just
1: so easy.
2: I know, know. but I remember taking it so so personal. Why? Why do you want to do this to
1: me? You don't even care. I think, I think though, looking back, it's because I knew it would drive you nuts. (laughs) Evil. I wasn't evil. It was like, you know, why, why does this bother you so much? And since it bothered you, it was like, okay, well, well I'm going to keep doing it until it doesn't bother you. Well, you
0: both taught me well because I know that when we went on our own and we were living at that apartment over in Savannah, and I was getting my master's and working full time and uh, doing bartending nights and weekends. I would be so exhausted and I would be begging you guys for help. And I used to get irritated by the way that you would put the dishes in the dishwasher and then you would get frustrated and you'd be like, well, why am I even helping you? It's never good enough. And I had to surrender. I literally had to surrender. I had to let go of the control and better done was better than perfect. And so it really did allow for me to let go of my perfectionism and learn how to become a professional Mm hackasser. And I am so grateful for you guys helping to cultivate and nurture that in me. (laughs) Because um, it's freed up a lot of time in my life. I would a lot of stress. I you
1: know. would just say being more appreciative for the effort that goes yeah. into it. You know? Because no. we don't do things necessarily half-assed. It's more of we're doing it to get it done. Yeah, but you know?
2: my OCD used to be like really
1: were, bad. Yeah, exactly. And so it was like, let's just be appreciative for yeah. the effort. You
2: well, know? one thing, another thing that I tell my friends all the time. I don't know why I always like, want to tell them this. I'm like, one of my favorite memories when I was younger was... My mom loved to clean and we would spend the day like deep cleaning the house. So now I have the OCD and I like to clean all the time. Like that is my therapy. So I think that's just funny. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, because like I love cleaning. And I just think back when we were younger and we would play with the big stereo, we would play the music throughout the house and we would just have so much fun doing it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was fast. We did a lot of fun, did a lot of fun things. Oh man yes well
1: guys is there anything else you want to share with the listeners today um Mm. I just want to say thank you for supporting my mother and her podcast because she has so much wisdom to share with the world and people that listen and support her are supporting us and making our dreams manifest into real life so you know, thank you, and I hope everyone comes in with open ears and has something they can take from this, even if it's mm-hmm. you know, not as relatable, but, you know, just sharing our story helps us grow and, you know, makes us stronger and more. It helps more. to heal the wounds. It does, it does. So It
0: encourages that honest,
1: open conversation, mm-hmm. you know, sitting here and listening
0: to things from your perspective, isn't easy, and but it's hard to talk about. It is hard to talk about, and but it's necessary. And I can't judge. You know, I can't judge myself. I can't judge each either of you. We just have to really
1: yep. hold
0: space for one another and recognize that no matter what your perspective of the experience was, that there was pain and suffering that came with that, and that pain and suffering needs to be honored with holding yep. space, compassion, love, and grace for yep. each other, and continued support to be there for Mm -hmm. one another and know that anything is possible if you choose to put the work in. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the work is hard, it hurts, it's not easy. But that's the real work, because if you don't go there to have those conversations, understand those different perspectives, um, you just continue to harbor more pain, more resentment, more anger, more guilt, more shame. And we never get to that place that we truly want to be. So I honor both of you for Mm -hmm. honoring me. And I love you. You You guys are my world.
2: Thank you so much. We're so proud of you. We are.
0: Well, thank you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And like I said, if you have any questions, if there's anything Mm -hmm. that you, um, you know, need support with or want to know more about, by all means, uh, let us let us know. And um, if you like these trio podcasts, Mm -hmm. let us know (laughs) and and we'd be happy to do more. I love sharing, sharing my life with the girls and living our dreams.
1: On a sign out, Hannah and I have been talking about creating a podcast of our own for a while now i know and we are some funny girls but it's gonna
2: be like a different
1: it's different. a little different we're a little bit more rough around the yeah, edges a little bit. You, know? you know share some stories we're living our 20s in california plus you know the experiences. and our life
2: is a movie and it, it deserves to be told we're, so yeah
1: we're the main characters <laughs>
0: I love you, girls. So stay tuned. You know, mom will support you in whatever you choose to do. Chase your dreams. Thank you. We love you all. (laughs) Have a blessed Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. Thanks for joining us on the Think Yourself Healthy podcast. Make sure you leave a review and let me know what you think. I love reading your feedback. Come hang out with me on Instagram at Heather Duranja. And don't forget to take a screenshot that you're listening to the podcast and tag me. I love to share it. See you on the next episode.